feel as if I'm back in seminary. I've got two books open. I feel like I'm going to be graded on a book report. No, this is actually a beautiful moment. The new year starts with Advent. And we kind of see this even in our culture. You know, the Thanksgiving stuff goes away, the turkeys, and then the Halloween, the skeletons, and pumpkin spice is a thing of the past. Now we've got peppermint spice and all of this stuff. So we think, hey, Christmas is near, and indeed it is. But, and this is a really big but, that's not what Advent's about. Yes, it's a time of preparation for the Nativity. It's a time of preparation to actually enter into communion with Christ by means of his birth in littleness and in weakness. But until December 17th, we're not focused on the first coming. No, actually, we're focused on something a little more, I guess the word is apocalyptic. Until the 17th, we're focused on the second coming. And the second coming is when Christ comes in majesty to rule over the living and the dead. And as the letter of St. Peter says, to judge the world by fire. Now that can seem scary. Judging the world by fire means it's going to be burnt up and thrown into the sky and everything's going away. Unless you're already caught ablaze by the fire of his charity. You see, that's what Advent's about. We have nothing to fear of the second coming if we anticipate it. We even saw this last week with the Feast of Christ the King. Yes, our King is here, present, his kingdom is here already, but not yet. Already here, but not yet fully realized in seminal form. Here's the kicker. The feast of Christ the King is both a reality now present and an expectant feast day. And it dovetails so nicely into Advent because we expect the coming of our Lord again. Adventus, to long for and and to receive in joy. But that's not our disposition. Our disposition is, feed me now. Don't let my hunger grow, feed me now. I yearn to be fed right now. That's not Advent. Advent is allowing ourselves to grow in hunger. So here's the pop quiz, and yes, you're being quizzed. How many of you remember the opening prayer? Please don't all raise your hands at once. Well, survey says I need to review it with you guys. Grant your faithful, we pray, almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds as is coming. There's a lot to unpack here. But the key word there is the resolve, the will, the desire, the burning longing that I yearn to be with my Lord. Grant me that so that I can present these righteous deeds. You know, a lot of people have not, not a doubt, but a confusion 
on their resolution. And this is a New Year's resolution. That's not what we're talking about because those are going to be gone in three weeks anyway. No, this resolution is the resolve for everything in our lives that does not lead us closer in union to conformity with Christ. Everything. The littlest thing, the biggest thing, the thing that popped up on the radar, the thing that's been struggling for 20, 30, 40 years, I don't know. But whatever it is, that resolve is to allow that thing to be sacrificed to Christ. And these righteous deeds that we talk about, yeah, we're Catholic, we're both works and grace. But the best way to understand this is that these deeds are not bartering chips. They're not things that can increase our Lord's love for us. God cannot change. If he does, he's not God anymore. So the way, the way we understand this, that we enter into it, is this. Ladies, the love of your life presents you some flowers. What's the response? I know for my mom, when I gave her some flowers not too long ago, she cried, she hugged me, a little kiss on the cheek, words of affirmation, good things. Now let me change it up a little bit. Guys, we messed up big. And we think that flowers are going to solve the problem. So we give flowers and then all of a sudden, what's the heart of the woman? Yeah, you're not out of the doghouse yet. Why? Because I use these flowers as a bartering chip, as a way to communicate, hey, please don't hate me. I'm going to buy you off. That's not love. But if unprompted and because of the dignity of the other person, I present a gift that is speaking to the dignity of that person and it communicates my deep love for that person, that's what these righteous deeds are. Because the righteous deeds flow from our very heart and show our Lord that his kingdom is stretching further and further and further into us. It's as if we're saying, look at the work that you are doing. It's working. It's producing fruit. Here's the fruit. And, and then the prayer goes on. So that gathered at his right hand, they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. Why? Because the kingdom possessed them first. The love of God is this. Not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us. Our love is a response. And why does this make sense? Our Lord wants to form us. Advent is a time, yes, of reflection and yes, of preparation for Christmas. But specifically right now, we need to understand that our Lord is still coming. And that he has not delayed for the reason that he's forgotten us. It's so that his patience allows the fire of his charity to go so deep within our hearts that when he comes to judge the world by fire, we don't burn in judgment, we burn in love. When something's already ablaze, fire doesn't hurt it. 
But when something refuses to be lit, once fire has caught on, it changes. Advent's such a unique season because of this dual expectation. Yes, for the first coming. But the second coming is so often overlooked. So here's the thing. If we want to prepare for the second coming, and I don't know when it is, but I know within about 50, 60 years, we're all going to see the Lord, either by means of our own death or by means of his coming. So we've got about that much time to actually go and allow ourselves to be consumed by the fire of his love. And how do we do that? To honor the first coming. To remember that he was born for the very reason. That's the whole point of the incarnation. But then to be expectant and ready to see his third coming. St. Bernard of Clairvaux said this. The third coming is coming in mystery. I don't know, in about 20 minutes, we're going to see Jesus show up here on the altar. And if we are not beyond excited, we're doing it wrong. Because the God of the universe desire, excuse me, desires to utterly, radically transform everything that we know. Either he is Lord and God, or we're nuts. And therefore, we should long and burn and yearn for his coming in the Eucharist. When we approach a priest in confession, we should long and burn and yearn for the desire to have our, our sins forgiven. Yesterday, I walked into a random baptism for one reason or another. I performed the baptism. The Lord surprised me in that moment. Are we ready to receive his third coming? to honor the first in anticipation of the second. If we're not there yet, that's okay, because we've got a whole advent to work on it. But whatever is your block, the thing that causes shame or the thing that's relatively benign, this one little thing right here that could be a blip on the radar or maybe it's 20, 30, 40 years old, I don't care and I don't want to know. What I want is for you to sacrifice it this morning upon that altar for the glory of God so that the kingdom of God can reign in your hearts even more profoundly. That's what Advent is about. Because yes, the Lord will come to judge the living and the dead and he will judge the world by fire. So let us already be ablaze let us be ablaze with the love of God and let us yearn for his coming again. Praised be Jesus Christ.